You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. I understand it's the preseason. I understand it's the, I, I'm aware of that. But if Jordan Love plays in the regular season the way he has in the preseason, San Francisco, Philly, Dallas, they've got another person sitting at the table for the playoffs. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. It is Jim Rutledge. I'm back, Matt Hamilton. Did you miss me? More than you know, Jim. I More like- than I can truly give you an appropriate... What'd you do, like, one show without me? Three. Three whole shows, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's like, It was taxing. Yeah, that's a busy week for you. Uh, two and a half would actually be the accurate oh statement because Wednesday you didn't show up until the end of minute to win it. What do you mean? I showed up at, like... 8.45. To the golf course, to golf. We're oh. talking about the show. Was that pre-planned? I did see that. Did yeah, I was, it was. Like, Okay, I was like, did Matt finagle, like, how far in advance? Like, did Matt well, Tom finagle his me, way? And I was like, I don't know if I can play in it. Tom is our boss, for the record. Yes. yes. So our Market boss, manager. The boss told me that I should play in it because I'm part of the event where it, we, we're raffling off tickets for me to play in your group. So for uh, me to leave part of the way through would have been... Not a good look, I feel like. Did right? you guys, yeah, I agree. Did you guys miss me a little bit? I did. Um, I missed you, the person. Okay. I did not miss you and what I assume, and I, we haven't talked about it. Okay. But what I assume is your negative thoughts on Jordan Love because I'm really excited today. Yeah, so hold on. Before we yeah. get there, this is where I missed you. I don't, I'm sure you saw it. Yeah. Strofe, like, his mind exploded yeah. last week. His and mind again, or what else exploded? My mind changed a little. This week, but we'll get into that later. Last week, I said, hey now. At this for week one, I would prefer Matt Flynn circa 2012 to I start. Chuck How dumb is that? that? That's that's a bet. I, I you know <laughs> what though? I was proud of Matt. What he was trying to do, he just didn't get there right. Like he didn't. I still think I'm right. His stats still are better. I did look it up, <laughs> but Matt Flynn, and we'll get into it. Kind of proves the point on love is that we have no idea still. <laughs> that was that was mostly my point. Was we don't have any idea. I have more of an idea of what Matt Flynn was capable of but than Jordan. Before, right, and that's fair. Now, I bef- couldn't get that across to Strove in a eloquent manner. No, I can't I, really I, get anything. I was even trying to feed matter. you stuff. I sent you a, a TikTok of Colin Cowherd talking about love. I think or yeah. something like yeah. So yeah. I, as I was like, I need to help this guy out. Bunch so of clowns. I, I had to shoot him some some notes there uh, to try to help help my guy out there while I was gone, but. I think I saw that. What day of the week was that? Was that, tu- that was, Monday or Tuesday? I think it was, Monday. Monday. It was Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. Tuesday. We, we had Wildey on shortly after that take came out. So well, yeah, maybe it was day. Monday. You might it was right. Monday, and then the next day I was Wildey. So what I wanted to talk about, though, initially was it was a fun vacation. You know, like anything else, I just wanted to be home by the end of it. I think what is the – so a couple questions we can throw out. 844-770-3776 is how you get into the show. Uh, he's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light, live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Now, do you guys, I have a couple questions we can throw out to the audience, and I can throw out to you guys as well. Matt, you're more of a traveler than Alex is, but I feel like maybe Alex takes longer trips than you do. So at any point, Matt Hamilton, do you unpack 
when you're on vacation, not traveling with right. Team Schuster, not traveling for curling, but when you're on vacation, you're staying in the Airbnb, staying at a hotel, do you unpack your clothes, put them in the, the dressers or whatever that's there? Literally, even when I'm curling with Team Schuster, I always unpack my suitcase because I like my suitcase to be where I throw all my dirty clothes. It's got its own like separate pockets and zippers. Well, that's so. smart. Yeah, I unpack everything. That way, when I pack it back up, hopefully I can put all my dirty clothes in like the zipper pockets, yeah. and then I can repack my clean ones and not have to worry about washing the entire suitcase. Uh, I honestly never do that. It's it's pretty rare if I do. Um, this is years and years of travel experience, Strofe. It it changes how you leave. It's so much easier to yeah, leave that, than it is to. Like, I didn't get think the, of that. I, the, the dirty laundry thing is smart. Usually, I just brilliant. I make a pile on the floor and then I throw it all in and then I separate anything I didn't wear uh, in in my suitcase. So, uh, but overall, uh, I typically do not unpack unless I have something that can't be wrinkled. Or if you, <laughs> the, the fun part is if you don't have the suitcase with the pouches, yeah, or the zipper things. You like put your dirtiest stuff on the bottom and then start putting like, oh, I only wore these jeans once, so they're kind of dirty, but not they're, so dirty. I could probably wear you them try again. And make yeah. like a barrier <laughs> somehow with less clean or like cleaner stuff until you get to like, I didn't wear this at all, and it's going back in the drawer when I get home. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Do you unpack when you're on vacation for a while? I don't unpack. We do do the bag theory though, so right. everyone else unpacks. My wife lays everything out, and mm-hmm. I, I just. It's extra work. I don't need to unpack, then repack. It's just, extra work on the front end. Yes. It actually takes away. Well, you, so for a guy who literally, like, when we're done curling tournaments, we book, like, morning flights out. So, like, I'm talking, you're on the 6 a.m., you're waking up at 3.30 and hitting the road. So when that's the situation, you don't want packing to be inconvenient in any no, way. That, that so makes a lot of sense. When yeah. it's already all out and all you got to do is just pack your already folded clean stuff into yeah. a suitcase, it makes... Yeah, you're a little more upfront when you get there. You got to put a little bit more time in, but it saves it on the back end. And my travel on the back end is way worse than like arrival. Right, and so we're on the same page with that yeah. though, because we do have the bag. It's just not my bag. We did it last year, and I didn't love it. I just don't. I want. I feel like I'm going to forget something. That's it's fair. out of the ordinary for me. But we, everyone else does it, so we use their bags. Mm-hmm. So like, so we we as a family do it. But I do not. I had one moment of. Being an idiot that I think I terrified <laughs> my family. So my I don't bring I don't always take my contacts out. I have contacts that I can kind of leave in. They have like little holes in them. They're breathable. You can wear them often and sleep in them. So I usually do. But uh, the other so I don't bring contact solution with me usually, especially if I'm traveling with my wife. She'll just bring the contact solution. Unbeknownst to me, she switched out the her contact solution to use one that does a little bit more extra cleaning, but you have to have like a special case for them. And it has um, not hydrogen peroxide, but something something in it that you don't want in your eyes. <laughs> so she didn't tell me that she had switched out the saline solution that we normally use. And I put my contacts in it the first night we were there. Next morning, I put my contacts in and I scream bloody murder because <laughs> I thought my eye was on fire. And I'm like ripping at my eye trying to get my contact out. Yeah, the fresh contacts. Yeah. For those who don't know, when you just put one in, it is that's the hardest time to take it back out. Yes, and I'm trying <laughs> put a fresh to pair in this morning. Rip, yeah, rip. did you ever try and take them out immediately? Not immediately. No, it's like a suction oh, cup. Yeah, there were times like so. I put them in for curling. Yeah. There were times like I'll have lunch, I'll have something spicy, and forget. Oh, and then you yeah. throw your contacts in. Uh, well, don't do that. Same well, feeling, but you don't always think about it, and you'd be shocked at how long like 
capsaicin or that spicy stuff from a pepper or whatever will linger on your fingers. I might have like sriracha on my eggs for breakfast and put my contacts in in the early afternoon and they will burn. Yeah, absolutely. You be careful. Yeah. Well, they you watch that show where they eat the hot wings. They'll we remind them don't touch your face uh, when they hot eat those. Ones, yeah. yeah. When they that that YouTube show. What they should remind you is don't go to the bathroom, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dangerous game. But I want it. We'll get into Jordan Love and we'll get into all that. But I wanted to share the experience of every once in a while you're just up on a vacation with your family. You just got to check it off the box. Because we went up to Hayward last year and everyone's like, you got to go to the Wisconsin Fishing Hall of Fame. And I had zero interest in going. <laughs> But it seems like something <laughs> so up your alley. <laughs> and we we fished every night up there. It's fine. But luckily, the lake... We Did you get in the Hall of Fame while you were fishing? <laughs> so this is the whole thing. <laughs> but I'm proud of my oldest daughter because the force is strong with her. Of like, She started pointing things out to me that were stupid. Uh, like That were the dumbest thing. Because finally, I was like... My in-laws are asking us. Everyone's asking, Oh, you got to go to Wisconsin Fishing Hall of Fame. You got to go to Wisconsin Fishing Hall of Fame. I'm like, why? And... It was more underwhelming than I even thought it was going to be. I mean, it was a big fish in it. I guess they can climb on the top. We got photos of the whole family in the big fish mouth. Muskie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I I don't understand. That's in Hayward. Yeah, Yeah, that thing's iconic. Yeah, but I don't understand it, Matt. But you just got to go for the fish. But right, but like. There is literally a Hall of Fame of just random people from across the Wouldn't country. Would you say that's what all Hall of Fames <laughs> are? Like, this is a collection of random people so from cool. across the country. Like, this is such a stupid Hall of Fame. Because <laughs> fame, Matt, they're not famous. This is a Hall of People. Well, that I'm is not a Hall of Fame. It is a Hall of Human Beings. <laughs> Basketball, they know who they are. Curling, there might be some you fishermen. The there might be some fishermen who know other fishermen. It's not... Right, it's so but, niche. But it is. Like, do we have a can we get a wreck basketball hall of fame? Some dude scored 125 and some wreck wreck basketball. Let's throw his face up. Because that's what this was. It's can like, anybody call in right now and name one person in the fishing hall of fame to prove Jim wrong for me? Bob because he'd be like, Bob caught Bob fished his whole life. He's in the Hall of Fame. Of course. Like, you're talking about Bob hey, congrats the Congrats to Bob. Congrats Bob to Bob. The Guys, there was a display. One of the displays at the Wisconsin Fishing Hall of Fame was some random dude in Wisconsin's fishing license for the last 40 years. That's it. It was just fishing licenses. <laughs> That's awesome. Be curious, Jim, not judgmental. They were lures. Be curious, not judgmental. Everywhere. I was curious. We went to it. It was. I bet the lures were pretty cool. No. No, come on. Lures are wild. It's a like cool some of those skill. old ones, you're like, can you. That actually caught something? Uh, one thing I got a little depressed, and we can see this everything going on in California, too. Like, we're, we're, we need to ease up in the environment because all the big fish that were caught were all caught like 60 years ago. Like, nobody's catching these giant fish anymore because they're all gone. And so that was one thing I'm like, that's, that's not great. That's because everyone's trying to get in the Hall of Fame, Jim. And it was so... <laughs> just trying to I, catch I, the monsters. There was a hall of photos of just what looked like all serial killers of random people in the 70s with weird mustaches holding up fish that they caught. Of like Polaroids of it. And you know how sketchy that looks? And it's just a collection of photos of it. It was just literally... Thousands of photos of people with their fish in the Fishing Hall of Fame just standing there holding a fish. I wish you could just be proud for these people. You know how excited they were to take that picture? Take the picture. (laughs) Why is there a Hall of Fame? That's what I don't understand. Some people, obviously someone, either one person with a lot of money or a bunch of people with a couple bucks to spare decided we should have a... Fishing museum. Is there a bocce ball hall of fame? This is a rec- I bet you there is. This is a recreational sport. I met the Hot. national, actually not national, world champion bocce ball hall, uh, 
bocce ball players a couple weeks ago when I was down in Chicago. It is like a real thing that gets going. So what, I would not be surprised if what's, there what's is that, a Hall of what's Fame. What's that game you play? It's like bowling or curling, but it's in a bar. It's got like shuffleboard. No, but it's a video game sort of thing. It's got like a metal piece. Oh yeah, that like I, I know it's, what you're talking about. What, what is that game called? Is there a Hall of Fame for that? Is there? I'm sure there's a Pac-Man there's, Hall of I Fame. I guarantee there's a Skee-Ball Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, like this is people. John Skee-Ball Johnson, we don't to, even get going about we do not. That. We need to stop being so nice to people. We do not need a fishing Hall of Fame. We do not need a <laughs> Skee-Ball Hall of Fame. This is stupid. Just what a waste of everyone's time and money. I had to pay $30 to see a bunch of stupid photos. Did your kids like it? Uh, my youngest did. She's too little to know better. Well, that's still my probably wife was, fun. Was my it wife likes everything to see the enjoyment on your daughter's face? Barely, because it was like an Barely. hour. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> I if it was $24, that would have been totally worth it for the joy. But the 30 that extra so 6 So on my Twitter, at Jim Rutledge, I tweeted this out. I'm very proud of my oldest daughter. She went and found this for me. She pointed out that the guy who caught the biggest muskie of all time, they had essentially his game-worn uniform there. That is they sick, had, dude. Had, that is his like vest with the lures attached. Shoes. That is pants. so cool. How is that not cool? From the 1940s. It's all moldy. Like, yeah, it's so all right. So I'm on the uh, Hall of Fame's <laughs> website. Yeah. There's got to be a thousand inductees. Yeah, easy. Like, you catch a fish and you're in. <laughs> Just send in a Polaroid. Honestly, I'm guessing they're cash strapped. Send in a hundred bucks and a picture and you're in. I think this is like when I you might buy a, try and get into the fishing when hall. When you buy a then. bench at like the state park, I think this is the equivalent of it. Just buy sure, your way see in. See if there's any. If there's any like now again, this is qualifications only the, to. This induction. is only the freshwater fishing hall of fame. Not. I mean, let's not get it messed up with the yeah, saltwater fishing which hall of fame. Is, which is a re- like is that hall of fame more legit? What was saltwater fishing I hall of fame? Yes. <laughs> there is no Rutledge's, Hamilton's, or Strophes in this hall. Do of Do you fame. think there's any way that? Uh, you can find like what requirements it takes to get into that hall. By of the way, there's the Strofe Insurance Agency is still up there. Because I'm curious at how close I am to actually making a Hall of Fame. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Give me some more inane Hall of Fame. Do ideas. you think I can get into the Fishing Hall of Fame before I can get into the Curling Hall of Fame? Yeah. <laughs> What's the <laughs> nowadays with AI? <laughs> just superimpose a picture. Nobody even knows. <laughs> What's the biggest? There's random. I mean, there's. It's clearly old ladies sending pictures. Like my favorite part was, it was like old. It had to be old people sending in photos of their grandkids catching a fish, and it'd be like a random kid holding up like a, I don't know, six seven inch perch. <laughs> but it, this also proves that it was up north, and you go to do touristy things. There's such an overlap of what people will do with young children, like I have. And what old people do to fill their times, like. <laughs> the, 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 so you're saying children are just mini old people? Yes, there was pe- <laughs> there was people a little bit older than me who were taking around their old parents who were retired. Like, let's go to the Hall of Fame today. And there was like, if you go to a lumberjack show, it's either retired. Well, they might have recognized some people. <laughs> right. That was but Bob like, who caught the biggest right. fish. Come on. But like, Jim. it's like if you go to the lumberjack show, it's either like retirement homes or people with small children. That's the entire audience at a lumberjack show. If the lumberjack shows are pretty cool. They're not, they're not bad. But here's the problem I have now. Probably a little bit more fun than the they're, fishing hall fan. They're redundant. So we oh, went. Yeah. It's the same show year after year. So my kids, everyone's were like, all right, we're taking a break. Because I don't need to see. It's the same joke, same notes, same everything from 
the year before. So <laughs> okay, I was like, okay. I can't handle it. I can tell you what they're going to say next. I know it all. Like, nah. same actors, same everything. Got it. Not rewatchable. We'll go back at some point, but uh, let's go out to Robin Madison, 844-770-3776. What's up, guys? Hey. How's it going, Rob? Let me just say I hate fishing, and if it's not on a plate, I'm not I'm not going for it. So, <laughs> but I would say this conversation's got to be IPT, and I'd watch your back. There's some fishermen that are all crazy, and want, I bet you they want to smack you around right now, Jim. Yeah, that's what I'm so, saying. That's what I'm saying. I think fishing's awesome. You, I think it's great there's a Hall of Fame. I couldn't. Uh, you guys see that, uh, did you guys see that finish, fi- uh, fishing tournament this spring that, the dudes were weighing down their fish with like lead weight. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I don't remember hearing about that. Yes. That, that about became a riot. <laughs> that I know that guy probably is never going to get into the Hall of Fame because of that. There was hundreds of dollars on the he's line the in that Pete fishing Rose, tournament. He's the Pete Rose of fishing tournaments. <laughs> there absolutely is a Hall of Fame for everything. There's a stupid sightseeing thing for everything. Yes. Hell, I've been to Iowa and smoked a joint at the world's largest <laughs> frying pan. <laughs> That sounds great. That sounds more fun than the fishing. Maybe that's what I should have taken. Yeah, a dummy. That, that, that's what I missed out. Yeah, that's what I missed out on. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the call. Well, the other part of it was it is like it is incredibly small. Like I'm fine with doing things with the family if it takes up time. Like we had to try hard to get an hour's worth out of this. Like for an example, we go to like the the zoo and I'm I'm, I'm the zoos are fine. Like yeah. The kids love the zoo. My wife loves I take a lot of joy out of it. They are obsessed with the zoo. I think it's fine. But we go there. We spend $55. We're there all day. Right. So, like, the cost per person per hour is amazing. And I'm not sure if I'm the... I can't the cost be, per person I can't per, be, per dollar equaled by the joy each person yes, has yes. gives you a positive yes. ratio meaning yes, yes, it's worth it. Yes. I, <laughs> I love the calculus that I goes on in your brain. I can't be the only dad that thinks this. Like we went to the, <laughs> we went to Duluth and we went to a zoo up there. I won't recommend it. And we're spoiled <laughs> we're spoiled in this. It was just went to the Great Lakes Aquarium. We're going to do that next year. Okay. But the kids, everyone loves the zoo, so I was like, let's mm-hmm. try the zoo. And look, we're spoiled. Madison's got a great zoo, so basically I paid $50 to go to the Madison Zoo, because it was the same zoo as the Madison yeah, Zoo, yeah. but so like that's more of us being spoiled, because in Madison, we have a free zoo, so I was like, literally, I could have seen everything here for free in Madison. But Duluth was fun. I appreciate the recommendation up there. We had a good time, but I want to take your call on more insane Hall of Fames. Just give me insane Hall of Fames that you think should exist. 844-770-3776. Jim is an idiot guy. Number eight <laughs> says the Cornhole Hall of Fame. I love that you got like a number. Jim is an idiot number eight. Rutledge is an idiot. And Ryan and Madison wants Linger on Your Finger to be a drop for Mr. Matt Hamilton going forward. <laughs> Let's talk Jordan Love. Let's talk about Linger on Your Finger. We'll talk about Jordan Love next. It's Rutledge and Hamilton. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Linger on your fingers. Linger on your fingers. Linger on your fingers. Linger on your fingers. 
I think I blacked out when that happened because I do not remember saying that at all. I don't remember that either, but uh, <laughs> shout out to Ryan and Madison yeah, for calling it back. For catching that stroke way to find it. I do not remember. You used a lot of words I didn't understand prior to that. You said something like, You'll, you'd be surprised at how long a word I've never heard before l- lingers on your fingers. <laughs> Hot sauce? No, Capsaicin. Capsaicin. Uh, that's exactly that's right. Said. Now I remember. Now, oh, yeah. on your now, fingers. Give us, that's defi- where it was. give us a definition of capsaicin. Capsaicin is the fat-soluble, I don't know if it's a molecule, it's the thing in peppers that are hot. Linger on your fingers. So like mustard and wasabi and that stuff has a different type of heat. That's water-soluble. That's why you drink a glass of water or it like goes away really fast. Capsaicin, fat-soluble, when you eat it with chicken wings or stuff like that, you have all that chicken fat in your mouth that you're eating. That's why it like just stays and lingers. Lingerers. You're you're a lot smarter than I give you. Do you think point. Matt it's knows? It's food things. It's foodie stuff. Like, you got to know the difference uh, that capsaicin's different. Like, I worry that Matt knows more about food than he does sports. <laughs> I, I don't worry. I, I can fact. promise you I know more about food than I do sports. Somebody turn off your ringer, by the way. Whoever's ringer keeps going. That's on. not me because I'm not getting any messages. I'm on silent. Do you have something? Do you have something playing through the computer that's coming through? No, it's a text message ding. I'm hearing. I'm on silent. I'm, I'm not on, getting any text I'm messages. I'm on vibe, baby. And I'm I don't have a smartwatch, so me neither. It well, ain't me. All three of us are in the group chat. That this text was just sent to. Oh, there. It there it goes again. <laughs> I'm quiet. Are you sure that wasn't? Oh, you? it's my computer. <laughs> there you go. I forgot that it's new. That's my bad. <laughs> Rutledge is an idiot. Because here's the problem. It's a new MacBook, and my phone is... I don't like it, but my phone is hooked up to it. Why, do you, why do you have a MacBook? Well, I, I used to have an iPad, and I didn't use it except just to watch things. Now I actually do work on it, so that's why I have it. So I didn't know you got one. Congrats. Thank you. Well, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's not like a life-changing Congratulations, event. Jim. My point being is that it's connected. Did you name it? I'm not, am I supposed to name it? Yeah. I named my car. I named my phone. My, my family's big into naming things, so the camper is Penny. Pretty Penny. Penny. <laughs> okay, okay. The truck is the Beast. <laughs> and uh, my wife's Jeep is Lady Hotfire. <laughs> that's a lot better than uh, what I named my new Ford Focus. Shout out to hey! the Metro Ford What was the name of your old? Susie the Saturn. Suzanne. P- POS. Uh, Suzanne the Saturn. Uh, I've, I've gone with Veronica. Now it's, now it's Suzanne the Scrap. Veronica the Ford Focus. Ronnie, for short. I like it. I like it. There you go. What color? Red. Red? Ronnie Ooh. the Red Focus. I like it. It looks, it looks like it goes fast. So tell it us, does. Tell us about your Focus. Like, what about it? <laughs> Are you severely lacking it? The, the AC, everything works? Everything it? works. Yeah. I've never had a car with AC. Do you, so have, this is a, whoa, do you have buttons? He never had a car with... This is a big step up. We've all been there. Not having a car Hold with working yeah. AC. I to want to find AC. out if it's got cranks. I don't you roll the windows means. down with the crank? No, it's automatic. Automatic so windows, that's too? That's new. That's new. Uh, the AC works. I have a huge trunk, which I'm very excited about. Uh, so you can put junk in it? Yeah. No. no. It's very clean right now. My car is clean. I mean, that's that's new, too. Yeah. Yeah, the I have last a car time I got in clean. and I revert, like, had to like give myself more like leg room, I heard bottles like, get crushed <laughs> in the back seat. Yeah, that will not be happening anymore. So very happy with uh, with, with my, my Ford Focus from Metro Ford of Madison. I'll have to make sure that Tony uh, is aware of that. Congratulations. You, Thanks, you messaged me, and I kind of forgot to follow up, so I'm, I'm happy for you. Look at it. Put on his big boy pants. Yeah, not only that. He made the purchase and then told him, we'll finish this deal. I got to go to work. Granted, he barely made it on time, but I I think that was Monday, but he did make it. Okay. And 
he he was like, you know what? After the show, I got to go back to Metro Ford and finish this deal. So let, to go let me ask you a question. Yeah, what did they do with the Saturn? Uh, it sounds like they're going to use it for parts, but um, I have a story about that off the air. Okay, because <laughs> I just I just picture like in a vacation movie where they just took that car that he traded in and just. Crunched up into yeah, like. They did make a it. joke that they're going to use it as a derby car, which is actually a terrific idea. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't think it holds up as a derby car, but maybe. I mean, it can take a shot. <laughs> One. <laughs> right? <laughs> Anybody can take Sturdy a shot. vehicle. Uh, hey, you should just be happy you didn't have to give them money to take it off your hands. <laughs> no, I didn't, which is great. Because a lot of times you have to get rid of junk, they're like, yeah, you got to give us some money. We gotta, if someone's actually got to take it and take it somewhere, Like, you got to pay the, the mileage to take this, yeah. this well, POS I mean, somewhere. The, the bright side for Strofe is there's plenty of Saturns still out there, but they don't make the parts for them anymore. <laughs> so it's nice to yeah. all of a sudden inventory is climbing because Strofe turned his car in. There you go. So Strofe doing good in the world here. You know who else is doing good in the world? is Jordan Love. And what that means, TBD. But I saw on social media, and I am worried about Strofe's mental health, and anyone else who watched as much preseason football as I think Alex Strofe watched this last two weeks I've been gone. Might need to be the intervention. Because, <laughs> I mean, I love football, and I'm excited for be back, but I think I've watched eight minutes of preseason football combined between Packers and Bears because every quote I read, every coach will tell you these closed practices is what they love, the scrimmages against the team because then it's not on tape. Nobody can, So then they will actually show some exotic blitzes. They'll do some different things. They'll game plan. They'll do some stuff with that. And they like that because there's also control. You can't tackle the quarterback. So right. they, I, they seem to almost appreciate that more than the actual games a lot of times and because the games are very vanilla. There's no game planning. There's a lot of the guys, I mean, against the Bengals, I believe there was only one starter for the Bengals on defense that played when the Packers were on offense, when Jordan Love was out there that game. That's what I heard on Willie and Tausch, so I'm going to go ahead and call it. that Bengals game. Yes. Yes. And so um, everything has to be taken with a massive grain of salt. But I want, for, I want to set all that aside because I think without a doubt, Jordan Love has proven that I don't think he needs to play anymore in the preseason. He is so far exactly who I guess I thought he was. He physically can do it. We saw him do this against the Eagles. We saw him do it in preseason now. Against shell defenses without a lot of exotic things going on, Jordan Love is back there, and he can make the throws an NFL quarterback needs to make. He can make them on time. The offensive line's giving him time, which is more than we knew going in. Yeah. And so, I mean, again, I, it's a lot, a lot TBD. Mm-hmm. And Wilding and Tosh, I listened to them earlier today, they kind of agree with me. A lot of TBD. Chewy went even further, and we'll hear his audio, audio a little bit later. But, Alex, I'm going to let you chime in here because you're excited. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, I am excited. I'm really excited. Um, and for the record, I'm not here to tamp- I'm not here to push down your excitement because it's okay. preseason. I think I may need you to got, do that, though. But, like, <laughs> it's your choice not to protect your feelings. So if you just want to be excited, then do it. Look, but what I say, guys, every time we talk about preseason football, I always say I'm not going to overreact. From what it's I've seen, what I've seen out of Jordan Love the last two games makes me feel like the floor and the ceiling have both been raised, right? Like I am ready to come out of my shell and say I think Jordan Love's going to be good, and, and this is the first time I felt that way. I was impressed by him in that third and final drive 
on Saturday. The offense looked really fun and really good, and they were playing the first-team defense of the Patriots, which was the number six, I think, pass defense in the league a year ago. Like, I really feel good about Jordan Love. I'm not sitting here and saying he's going to be in the MVP race, but it's going to be a weird year. We know this. There's going to be downs, and we haven't seen him for a full game yet. But I feel good about the potential he's shown and the flashes we've seen this preseason. I'll agree with the floor. I I will agree has been risen. Yeah. Like, without a doubt, I do not see a world where he is Jamarcus Russell or Josh Cohen or any Sam Darnold even. Like, I, I don't see a world where he's those guys. We also have to remember this is year four in the same offense, and he's been able to get a lot of playing time in this exact situation because Aaron Rodgers has skipped a lot of these. Right. <clears throat> Maybe that means nothing, but I've said from the beginning that Jordan Love should look really comfortable and really capable in this offense to start. If he didn't, you should be panicking. Right. So there's no reason to panic. He's looking exactly how he should look. He's been in this offense for four years. The last two years at least, he's been basically able to run everything all the way up to the start of – uh, the regular season and during the regular season during those practices. So we know that he can look good in practice. We also know preseason he's been what? Up and down? I think even that game. I read the reports. He started I'm pulling from the athletic, which is usually pretty they said they bounced back. That's the word they use. The offense bounced back. Well, uh, let me just throw this in there. And Jordan Love specifically. Now I did see the the, the bad snap. Yeah. But yeah, I mean Love also it was a hard count, and Myers shouldn't have snapped the football. He's had a really rough camp, and he might not be the starting center come week one. But um, the offense as a whole, yes, I agree, bounced back. Myers was still the center on that drive that was really exciting. So now, Again, the, the, in the article it said love and the offense bounced back. So you, you, will. you have two no – you didn't score the second series. It's the and then they had a great third – look, against the Bengals, he had the great throw, but he had the deep ball he threw early should have been picked off, and he overthrew Musgrave. So – Again, he has shown that uh, that he is capable of making some good plays, and he's going to make some boneheaded plays and some big misses too. That I think that's what's going to happen this year. What we see in the preseason, I think he's going to be up, and I think he's going to be down. I could see an average of two touchdowns and a pick, and sixty-five percent completion percentage for the whole year for him. Like per game, that's what his average will be. There might be a game he has four touchdowns, might be a game he has three picks, but in general, I think that's how it's going to wrap up for him. I don't think he'll be overwhelmed. This offense makes his life easier for him. And I, I don't think he's going to be a dud. I just, I still think people underestimate how much, forget even the Hall of Fame play of Aaron Rodgers, how much a veteran like Aaron Rodgers does for your football team. And we'll hear from Chewy on the other side, but a lot of things that Chewy said was a lot about like Aaron Rodgers is doing calculus out there. Preseason football is fifth grade math. So there's just a huge gap. Even with your starters out there, they're not the Patriots of all people are not giving you anything. Right, like they're not showing you anything. There's a shell. They did blitz someone, but it was. That's interesting. You said like, and you had also mentioned that the these joint practices were better. We I actually asked Jason Wildy about that situation. There was a situation which he had shared with us. Um, some coach for uh, the Colts or whoever we were doing a joint practice with. Patriots. With the pa- No, not this last time. Oh. A while back. Okay. Some coach was uh, brothers with a guy who was on the Bears, and they were – Aaron Rodgers participated, but they tried to basically show him a shell offense because LaFleur was afraid that he, his brother would share information. 
Gotcha. Now, this go around, Jason didn't think that that was a situation at all with Bill Belichick. That maybe in maybe during the practice or the uh, the uh, preseason game because that's taped for the world to see. Yeah. Those are show offenses. Yeah. Those practices, he's probably he said Bill Belichick might be throwing. M- Different shades yeah, of smoke. And what what right? happened in practice two? Game practice one, Jordan Love looked good, and I, Elton Jenkins even said, "Looks like the Patriots went back, saw some tape on us." And Alex, do you know what Try happened? Try to make an adjustment. Jordan Love was trash. I mean, practice well, two, trash was strong. Twelve of twenty-four, well, one touchdown, one good. pick. The offense didn't good. do anything. But good. what I'm saying is, the fortunate side is, I do think Jordan Love has gotten some looks at a, a true oh, yes. NFL defense run the way that they're going you know to what, do it in a regular the season. The biggest takeaway I've taken from the preseason is that, again, the weapons, I think they're still going to struggle with consistently being open, consistently making plays. Musgraves is dropping passes. Uh, there's just That's going to be up and down. But what Jordan Love has that I think is his biggest advantage is the O-line is going to keep him upright. And I think that's going to make him look like a pretty good quarterback. Maybe it's an average quarterback, but with potential to go forward. But that O-line is a huge advantage for him. That's the biggest thing I've taken away so far. And I know there's not a lot of blitzes and not going on, and maybe Myers won't be the starter. But I still think this O-line is the best thing combined with the running game that this offense has going for him. Like Jordan Love's going to drop back, and I don't think he's going to be running for his life a lot. I think there's yeah. going to be if there's going to be sacks, it's going to be coverage sacks. Yeah, like the defense is shutting down the – the weapons where Jordan Love just has no time. Yeah, which yeah, get, I see that too. I, uh, he looks like he looks like he's got pretty good pocket presence, which I'm pretty excited about. As he should. I mean, unfortunately, I in feel the like preseason, that's one of those things isn't super well like learned. Well, that's we don't. We like, still, we don't know. That. I don't know. I feel like pocket presence though is one of those things that you you kind of have or you don't. Well, it's tough well, to like learn presence. Don't you think? Yes, but we also still don't know for sure. Like he hasn't been like. Oh yeah, I just said it looked. It looked see what okay. happens. It yes. looked. It looked. It he looked doesn't look like better a, than. He doesn't look like a pee pants back there. No, like no. he's not. He's not all concerned. He's not all jittery. Standing in there, looks like the eyes are staying downfield. He's looking exactly how he should look as a guy in his fourth year in this offense as a fourth year NFL player. Like that, he's he's been doing this for four years. Yeah, he's been running the offense during the preseason for two full off seasons now. Which are all advantages to him, but we also need to understand he's doing what he should be doing. Which, unfortunately for the preseason, honestly, only bad things come of it. Like, if he was out there playing terrible, we should rightfully crush him. But going out there and looking good, well, I mean, like the Jets. It's kind of a no-win situation Yeah, but the Jets are getting crushed right now because their offensive line is a mess. Mm -hmm. So, that's a real problem. If their offensive line's a mess in the preseason, it's not just Jordan Love, it's every player. Right. If you're doing well in the preseason without any track record otherwise, you just have to take it with a massive, like, I don't know, forward focus size grain of salt. You know, like, whatever it is you're going to do, like, you just have to, like, you just have to take it with a grain of salt. We'll, we'll hear Tauscher. Uh, I, I know Chewy talked about it earlier today. I do want to ask you what your expectations are. But I'm excited. I missed Carbon World Health all last week. I'm going back tomorrow. I'm going to get my butt kicked. The, the, Matt, I'm sure you know this. The toughest workout is the workout after a vacation. Oh, yeah. And I did my best. I ran uh, three miles on Saturday when we got back. I did the 40 push-up thing that we talked about with Chris Orr. I did that every day on vacation just so I didn't get completely worked when I go back to Carbon World Health. But I'm still taking the semi-glutide. And it's the right thing for me. Go talk to Dr. Nest Rodriguez. See if it's the right thing for you. FDA approved. I've dropped about 30 pounds. Kept that weight off. 
still, you know, it's part of my workout regimen, and I'll, I'm dropping my, my body fat percentage to well under 10%. And the thing is, when you start seeing the results finally from working out and eating better, then you want to do more. And so find the right weight loss treatment for you at Carbon World Health. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm not having any fun. I'm not feeling so alone. For once, every voice is like alone. Big gunshots fired in the world. Rutledge and Hamilton continues live from the Everlight Solar Studio. He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. Get into the show, 844-770-3776. Need to go to Ho-Chunk, win back some of my vacation money. I told you, I got to worry about how much money I'm spending out, to how much joy is had, to how much long we're at somewhere. I'll have a lot of joy. That's a good ratio over at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Go be a winner at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. You can see it during our commercial breaks. Uh, nearly $12 million in jackpots in July. I bet you August is going to be better. Go win some money. Go be a winner at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. And uh, Alex Strofe, doing a winning job as a producer, was uh, digging up. I think you were trying to maybe see. What was the intention of digging up this uh, audio that you have? So last night, uh, while I was thinking about ideas for the week, is because I'm so damn excited about Jordan Love, as we talked a little bit about last segment. So last night, I decided to see if I could go find the first things any of the three of us said regarding Jordan Love on our Twitter. Now, Matt, unfortunately, has never tweeted the words Jordan Love. <laughs> so the first thing I found was when he started doing radio with us, and you two were arguing about the loss between San Francisco, uh, the loss to San Francisco in the playoffs two years ago. And uh, Matt essentially said, the fact you can't score 10 points is bad. And Jim responded with, you're acting like Jordan Love was the quarterback. So that was the closest thing I could find. <laughs> um, I found my tweet from draft night um, that I would like to read to you. Okay. Because I, my tune has not changed on this. <laughs> I don't love that the Packers traded up for Jordan Love. I love that they drafted Jordan Love. You got your third great QB in a row. Hashtag Go Pack Go from draft night of 2020. I also found a 90-second rant from Jim Rutledge from draft night in 2020 that I would like to play, and I would like to see if Jim agrees with himself or disagrees with himself. Here we are about three and a half years later, and Jordan Love now the starting quarterback for the Packers. That makes sense? Yep. All right, here we go. Here's Jim Rutledge, draft night of 2020, talking about Jordan Love. Jordan Love to the Green Bay Packers would be fantastic on so many levels. First of all, wasting a first-round draft pick on a guy who will not be helping the team for a minimum of three years is especially fantastic. You throw in the other facts that he's not any good. Jordan, or excuse me, Aaron Rodgers getting all worked up. He can step there with bravado and talk about nobody's beating me out. But it would just be a peace day of resistance. If they draft a quarterback to replace Aaron Rodgers at nearly the same age that Brett Favre was, and then Aaron Rodgers has to get down off his high horse because his feelings would be hurt too. And the best part is Jordan Love is an Aaron Rodgers. So it all just come crashing down 
and I would enjoy the misery from the north bringing down to Chicago. <laughs> Whoa! The only thing I was wrong on is that I don't think Jordan Love is bad. The rest I predicted dead Pretty on. Pretty darn dead <laughs> now, th- Again, this was, be- this dead was before the Packers drafted Jordan Love. Yes. Right before, like minutes before it happened. I'm not right often, but I will take the ownership on that. The Jordan Love thing, now, we all can agree that as of today, Jordan Love is the fifth best quarterback from that draft class. Yeah. So... Still, still could be a massive reach. None of that still, even all that can be right. They might have still blown a chance at the Super Bowl to draft, which I, I'm coming around. I feel like he's somewhere like an Alex Smith, Ryan Tannehill hybrid because Tannehill's a big athletic guy. Alex Smith played really well in this type of offense, right? A high end game manager type where Alex Smith can play well in a game, but if you're down a score. And you need the ball put in the end zone to win, you don't love your chances. But if you are you have a good defense and you have good players around them, and you you need a guy to consistently make the smart play and the good play and make a few throws, that's that's Alex Smith to me. And I think Jordan Love is that, but bigger like Tannehill. Mm, yeah, I mean that, that's his ceiling. To me, right. that's his ceiling. He's not there yet, but I think no. that's his ceiling. Now, Alex Smith is a really good NFL quarterback. He won a lot of NFL games for the 49ers and for the uh, Chiefs. So, And he was even good with the Commanders. So that's not a, a bad spot for him to be in. That still also could be a bad idea to take that guy instead of getting someone to help Aaron Rodgers. Again, that was Brett Favre's whole problem. Is that, hey, we were good, and you drafted a quarterback instead of a guy helping me. And now Aaron Rodgers, same problem. Like, right. hey, we were good. We were in the NFC Championship game, and you drafted a quarterback instead of T. Higgins. Like Two things <laughs> yeah. could be true. Jordan Love could turn out to be a fine NFL player. That still doesn't mean you didn't screw up by not drafting a, a guy to help Aaron Rodgers. To me, this Jordan Love pick will always go down as one of my favorite Packer picks of all time because I do think it sealed the fate the Packers did not win another Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. And I will, I will die on that hill. That drafting Jordan Love is a major, major contributor. Sealed the fate that the Packers were never going to win another Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. I I, I don't hate that take. I don't think you're entirely wrong. I'm not going to sit here and speculate whether if what could have happened or what should have happened. It definitely hurt their chances. It definitely definitely had two players because they gave up. Obviously, they didn't. They drafted Jordan Love and they gave up a fourth round pick. So they would have had two other players. No, I totally agree. It definitely hurt their chances. So that's not what I want to get into today, though. So there are, I heard on William Tauscher a little bit earlier that someone called in and, and uh, Tauscher basically said, like, hey, Jordan Love better look better than the rest of, at least the rookie class, but most of these guys coming into play this year as first-year starters because Jordan Love has been on the Packers for four, this is his fourth season. He's been in the league. He knows this offense backwards and forward. He has the benefit of a good offensive line and a coaching staff that has not changed the offense that will cater to him. So... I wanted to ask this as uh, ask this as our first uh, Iron Jack poll question eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Who do you think will have the best season out of these first year full time starting quarterbacks? Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Bryce Young, Desmond Ritter, Jordan Love, or Sam Howell. A lot of factors into that, guys. Hmm, but Bryce yeah. Young, Desmond Ritter, Jordan Love. Sam Howell, 844-770-3776. Those I consider all first-year 
full-time starters. Howell took over at points last year. Ritter took over, I think, maybe 10, 11 games in. Jordan Love obviously has never started. Bryce Young has never started. Mm-hmm. We could narrow it down to those two, but I wanted to include the other ones. Right. So I think it really will come down to Bryce Young or Jordan Love. And if Bryce for, for the best statistical season? Yeah. Interesting. I of those guys I like the uh, Commanders receiving core the best. So I I'm actually tempted with Howell because he's he has played a little bit as you had yep. mentioned. He yep. got he's gotten into the game and that receiving core seems pretty talented. Obviously there's a weird situation going on in the Commanders right now with obviously the ownership change and Eric Bieniemy saying <laughs> Talking in the third person about himself and saying that this is how he does football and Ron Rivera <laughs> with co-coach like I, I don't know, there's a weird situation there so that might affect see that's what I just think bit. that's but his gonna be a dumpster fire legit uh, so I don't know Desmond I think Ritter Jordan, I mean, Jordan Love's got a good chance I don't love all Desmond Ritter's uh, uh, like weapons I'll, I'll give you that but he does have his pits, pits and I love Kyle Pitts two touchdowns zero pick. Uh, seven or eight yards, sixty-three percent completion percentage in the time that he played last year. Yeah, he, he was okay. So none of these guys. Sam Howell, I think, played maybe a game and a half. Not a lot there for him. And then you have obviously Bryce Young, full time starter. I think they added Adam Thielen. Uh, so they they've added some play in, in, uh, Carolina, in Carolina. Yep. So they're try- look. Carolina wants to win because they don't want to give Chicago the number one pick next year. Right. So they're they're not they're not going out there to just. Let's just have a good old time. Like they need to win games because they don't want to give up a high first round pick to Chicago in this. So they are invested in winning. <laughs> yeah, they already gave up a high first round pick to Chicago. Right. So now they might have to give up another one if they if they aren't playing well. So they are invested to win there. So eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Out of that young group of starting quarterbacks, who will have the best season? I'll probably say Jordan Love, though. I, I think so. The best statistical season there. What about you, Strofe? Oh, this one's tough. Um, I, I, I'm biased. I'm going to say Jordan Love. I, I, I do have faith in, in the young pass catchers. I, I'm with you on that. I do think it'll be yeah. Jordan Love. So I, if you I te- think all these guys have a case, though. I mean, Ritter, maybe not. I, I don't know how I feel about the NFC South as a whole, so young you could throw in there, too. But Howell is interesting. Washington's interesting. The NFC East is interesting. So I, I don't know. I'd go Love, probably. Pedigree-wise, you'd go young and then Love. And then I think Ritter and Howell, based on draft, draft position. position. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then now that I think about it a little more. Howell's got the toughest division in the NFC, right? Like the Cowboys should yeah. be decent. Eagles are good. Yep. Giants seem like they might have got it. They were a playoff around. team last year, so you got to right? give it to them. Yeah, like they had three playoff teams last year, right? Or yep. did Dallas not make it? Oh, they made it. Yeah, they had three playoff teams last year. And I think the Packers. Is it crazy to say the Packers might have the second best roster outside of the quarterback in the NFC North? Mm. I think Detroit's got the best roster. Minnesota's been shedding players, but they still have yeah. Justin Jefferson, which is an elite player. Yep. The Packers don't match, so at least on offense. Yep. Bears are. I don't know. That's no. A the tough Bears one. are far. The Bears are still. I mean, I think they're they're pr- coming around though. Like your wide receiving core has gotten they better. Are, they're coming around, but they were a three win team last year, right? They're still. They're, I, I, I'm not going to put them. They're ahead basically of Packers, the Bears are basically where Detroit was last year, right? And so they're still a full year away from being a team that should be expected to compete. Could they? Maybe, but I think the Bears are a team right with the Packers of that six to eight win window. Because I think I think Fields is going to take a step forward, and maybe Lovell will in the following year. But I think that's what's going to keep Chicago 
to win more games this year. But I think the Packers' overall roster, top to bottom, is right there with maybe they're the third, but I think they might be the second when you remove the quarterback from it, especially come for their running backs compared to Minnesota's, yeah. the offensive line especially, the D-line. The starting corners. Now, the safeties are miserable. And we have miserable to, might be an understatement. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, so there's, but the defense, I think, is, is going to be solid. You can't have that bad at, at safety and, and be a top notch defense, but I do think the defense will be solid. 844 3776. And, uh, Matt, you didn't get, I, I, I got some. I'm sure you do too. You love Iron Jock. I got some ESPN Madison Iron Jock gear. I got a hat. I got shorts and I got some track pants. I'm excited. A lot of them be worn at Carbon World Health, but I know that when you're curling or just looking to hang out casually, that that Iron Jack gear is outstanding. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we did get some pretty cool gear, but I think the unsung heroes might be the Iron Jack socks. Man, they yes. are. 10 out of 10, and that's because they have that state-of-the-art silver ion technology that's guaranteed to keep you feeling fresh and smelling fresh because it provides odor-fighting protection for as long as you own the product. And I, I tell you what, these socks, they have the elastic in all the right spots. They kind of support your arch a little bit. I don't have to worry if I'm golfing or in the gym or on the curling ice. Those things, normal socks, they're getting stinky in those, in those shoes. Not the Iron Jocks. They are definitely something my wife's not going to complain about. If you want to get Iron Jock socks or any of the fantastic Wisconsin-made products that they make, you can go to ironjockjoc.com and check them out. They've got deals running all the time. There's fantastic material uh, garments because the material that they use is so good. From polos, workout shirts, casual wear and more, Iron Jocks got your back. Iron Jock, it's what's inside that matters. Valid until September 4th. Logo 40. 40% off all large logo items. Now that is a steal. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt.